This is the EWN Podcast Network. You're listening to Dialogue with Dr. D, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. Overcome adversity, fear, and feelings of failure as each episode is filled with inspirational experiences featuring professionals who can assist in your efforts. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you toward success. Dr. D is a wonder work of personal growth and success moving beyond overwhelming and insurmountable odds to become a global speaker, life coach, and author. Dr. D uses her incredible passion and captivating personal experience to support your move beyond trials, tribulations, and adversities to emotional emancipation. You don't have to do it alone. Join Dr. D today. Move beyond what's been holding you back and become the new Empowered You. Allow me to introduce a professional boxer and activist. Most recognize him as the greatest. Why? Because he is regarded as one of the most significant sports figures of the 20th century. Also, he is frequently ranked as the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time, winning 56 of his 61 fights. He began training as an amateur boxer at age 12. At 18, he won a gold medal in the light heavyweight division at the 1960 Summer Olympics and turned professional later that year. At age 22, he won the World Heavyweight Championship in a major upset. Also that year, he renounced his birth name as a slave name and formally changed it. Refusing to be drafted into the military based on his religious beliefs and ethical opposition to the Vietnam War, he was found guilty of draft evasion, threatened with imprisonment and stripped of his heavyweight title. He stayed out of prison while appealing the decision to the Supreme Court and his conviction was overturned in 1971. He was a very high profile figure of racial pride for African-Americans during the civil rights movement and throughout his career. Many are not aware that he attained success as a spoken word artist, releasing two studio albums, both receiving Grammy Award nominations. He was also featured as an actor and writer, releasing two autobiographies. The man of the hour is none other than Muhammad Ali. Welcome, P-Fam, and special greetings to our new family members joining us for the first time. Before I introduce our guests today, please listen in for a couple minutes to get the latest feature on the amazing Muhammad Ali. Down on my knees, but I keep my head to the sky, knowing that the power I need only God. 
My intention is to box to win a clean fight. But in war, the intention is to kill, 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 and continue killing innocent people. It's been three and a half years since he's been stripped of his title. He was 27. His title had been stripped from him back in 1967, and he was just looking to fight. Convicted for draft evasion, threatened with imprisonment, Muhammad Ali is banned from fighting in all 50 states. But in Atlanta, Georgia, in October of 1970, that all changed. Matched against the top contender for the boxing crown, Jerry Quarry, the greatest, is back. I just knew it would happen, eventually. I just was hoping it would happen before they come grab him to put him in jail. The build-up to the fight was one of just exceptional enthusiasm. Reading the papers was exciting because you heard somebody's view on, it's, this is going to happen, Quarry's going to win because, and then somebody else says, no, Ali's going to win because. The night of the match was electrifying. It was, as one observer called it, the largest display of black wealth in history in a single location up until that point. major event took place in our city. I, as mayor, knew that it was significant that this was very meaningful to our city in many ways. And what were their challenges? The significance of the fight and the incredible after party that never happened. Ali's comeback. Need I say, electrifying, as was stated, off the charts, and excellent. Joining us today is Mr. Art Jones. Mr. Jones is a writer, producer, and director, and the mastermind behind this documentary. He has more than 25 illustrious years in the industry, as well as a tenure as a university lecturer and media public relations consultant. His most recent film project is Ali's Comeback, The Untold Story. This is an in-depth look at the people and events that brought Muhammad Ali's highly anticipated comeback fight to Atlanta GA in 1970. Welcome, Mr. Jones, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's good to be here. We are so excited to share this information on Muhammad Ali to the PFAM. Tell us please, what is the significance of the documentary and what story are you telling? Well, there's a plethora of films, uh, be they documentary or narratives that have been created of and about the great Muhammad Ali. And when we thought about putting this film together. It came on the heels of his demise in June 3rd of 2016. Myself and several of my core team members got together and I actually had us spend a week looking at a variety of other films that related to the topic that we wanted to pursue. I am in Atlanta, Georgia, though I'm not a native of Atlanta, Georgia. And I happen to have been in my studio when news came over NPR that the great Muhammad Ali had died. And 
I froze. I spent a good amount of time just simply rereading some of the books that I had on him, but also reading the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that weekend of his death. And I recognized at that point that I am physically in the very city that gave rebirth to the stellar career of the great Muhammad Ali. And with that, I pulled together my team and I said, I want to find out if anyone has done a film about how he got back into the ring in 1970. And after a week of research, we'd come back uh, and everyone had concluded that there were bits and pieces that had addressed this issue in other films, but none in a very comprehensive way. And that's what started us down the rabbit hole to begin the film about Muhammad Ali, because this film addresses much less Ali the boxer than it does Ali the personality and the character of the caliber of human being that he was outside the ring. And those who were thus inspired by him to want to put together the elements that would be necessary to allow him to continue his career. And that was no easy task for them. And that story I felt is an important story because it's key to unlocking the remainder of his career as a boxer. Why is the revival of Muhammad Ali critical at this time? Well, I think as we have celebrations or recognitions of significant people who have made meaningful contributions to not just African-American culture or even American culture, but to world culture, there's no individual from the sports arena that is more iconic and recognized universally that is across the globe than Muhammad Ali. And as we may take out time on January 15th to pay homage and recognize the contributions of Dr. King, I think that keeps his spirit alive within the American mindset. And I think what Ali stood for, which was very much akin to the very things that Dr. King stood for, is something that I feel we need to also recognize and keep alive within the consciousness of the American uh, population and the world population as well. Thank you for sharing that. And as you say, what he stood for, we all know that Ali stood up against what was outside of his religion and beliefs, leaving many to say he bucked the system. What can we tell our young PFAM about Ali and his determination to move beyond trials, tribulations, and adversity as they arose for him? Well, it's nothing new that when you have someone who will take a stand and speak honestly about the socioeconomic circumstance that a people are afflicted with in the way in which Ali did it, it's only appropriate to expect that there would be pressure put on him by the American system. Why? Because as he said, and he made it abundantly clear after he won his title, after beating Sonny Liston in 1964, that he was going to be his own man. He was not going to be America's Negro. And within that, he made it really clear that there's a new consciousness, a new mindset, a new thrust that was permeating African, at least young African Americans that 
was marking a new day in terms of what we saw in terms of our independence, our freedom, our dignity, and our recognition within ourselves, within our communities, and within the, within the larger American context. So when you talk about trials or tribulations, I think it's only to be expected that the kind of pressure that was put upon him with his being convicted for draft evasion, his given a $10,000 fine, five years imprisonment, his passport being revoked, which denied him the right to leave the United States to fight internationally to earn a living. All of that was in an effort to break the spirit of this young buck, as many within mainstream society saw him. And I understand, but also by 1967, when he refused to go into the draft, most of the American population was for the war in Vietnam. It was only small pockets of people who was taking a stance against a war that A, was never declared by the United States of America, and B, was an immoral war that served to benefit those who were the munitions manufacturers to test out new armaments of warfare and to use as cannon fodder young African-American and Latino kids so that they could test out new weaponry so that they could sell it to other nations once they perfected them. So Ali's position was, yes, it was religious in part, but it was also very personal and very cultural in that I saw his stance against the, taking a stance against the war in Vietnam because he felt very strongly that he did not know that African-Americans have any fight with those in Vietnam. There was no need to travel 10,000 miles away from home to fight a enemy that never called him nigger, that never denied him access to good housing or to a decent education or to a decent community where he and his family could live. There was a very real crisis that was going on within the African-American community in the United States of America. Understand, 1967 was only four years after four little girls got bombed in a church in Birmingham, Alabama. And it was a little bit more than a decade past the time of the 14-year-old kid from Chicago, Emmett Till, being assassinated and disfigured by a mob in Mississippi. So if there was any fight to be had, if there was any struggle that Ali felt was his, it was a fight for African-Americans, their rights as human beings, as citizens here in the United States of America. That is a rundown of history relating to the greatest and some of the trials and tribulations African-Americans faced and unfortunately are still facing in the world today. During the reenactment, who will play Muhammad Ali? David Smith actually played Muhammad Ali. And let me explain so that your audience members will understand. The reenactments are part of the telling of the story insofar as that when, for example, Khalila Ali is talking about how Ali first got word that he was going to go back into the ring, we have a actress who's playing the part of Khalil Ali, and we have David Smith who's playing the part of Ali, who are visually uh, on screen illustrating the words of Dr. Khalil Ali, who speaks to that moment. Thank you for sharing that with us. And that is, again, good information. PFAM, please listen in. Why is it important, Mr. Jones, for our listeners to buy in? Why is it important for us to 
pay recognition to Frederick Douglass? Why is it important for us to pay recognition to W.E.B. Du Bois? Why is it important for us to pay recognition to Jack Johnson? Why is it important for us to pay recognition to Dr. King? These are all people who put themselves in a position where they could speak very eloquently to the power structure of the United States of America with regard to the hardships and the inequality and the inhumane treatment of African-Americans. And their efforts have just allowed us as a people to have just a smidget more recognition, respect, and dignity in this land. PFAM, you heard it here on The Dialogue. Realizing the documentary is now available on Amazon, and of course that means free for Prime members, $20 for the DVD and $5 for a view. When is the official release? Well, we are in talks right now with both HBO as well as with uh, Netflix. Uh, and we're looking at, presumably, the early part of 2023, which would be either January or February. My thinking is that they'll probably release it uh, closer to February, which coincides with Black History Month. But uh, there's no definitive date at this point. And to for your audience to be abreast of what's going on with getting clarity on that, I would recommend that they uh, tune in by going to our Ali Comeback website, which is Ali's Comeback LLC.com or to Dream Factory's website, which is DreamFactoryMC.com. Thank you. Outside of Atlanta, Washington, D.C., New York, and of course, L.A., where limited releases will be held, how and when can our PFAM sit in on this documentary? Well, ideally, we would love to have them come to the theater where they will have a much more dynamic and engrossing experience. However, before that time, there would be only appropriate for me to mention, as you alluded to earlier, that Amazon Prime is a ideal outlet to actually see the film in the comfort of their home, as well as if they would like to have a physical copy of the DVD, Amazon Prime's merchandising would be the area where one would go to, to order a DVD. Mr. Jones, thank you for joining the dialogue and sharing this wonderful update on the greatest. It's very powerful and it is knowledge, it is history, it is great for all of us. So again, thank you. Please tell the PFAM how they can find you. Give us once again your website, and if you would add to that your email address. Surely. The website for Ali's Comeback, The Untold Story, is www.aliscomebackllc.com. My email address is art, A R T, at Dream, D-R-E-A-M, Factory, F-A-C-T-O-R-Y, M for mother, C for child, dot com. PFAM, remember, quitting is never an option. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 tells us, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, 
be courageous and be strong. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Thank you, PFAM. As usual, you have been inspired and empowered on the Dialogue with Dr. D. Take good care and be safe. Thank you for listening to Dialogue with Dr. D. If you enjoyed the show and would like to connect further with Dr. D, visit drdcarroll.com. And please, please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a review on iTunes. With Dr. D's guidance and support coupled with your belief and commitment, you can succeed in your moving beyond journey. Join the dialogue today and tap into the new, empowered you. Best wishes for peace, love, and continued blessings. And we'll see you here next time on Dialogue with Dr. D. Remember, transformation and reinvention is yours. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.